Broads, today's podcast episode is sponsored by Kettle and Fire. You guys, I talk about this on my Instagram all the time. This is something I have been absolutely living off of over the last few months, and it is Kettle and Fire's bone broth. Not only do they have super nutritionally dense um, bone broth that you can you can have it as a snack. You can sip it in the morning. You can sip it in the evening. They also have a wide variety of soups and a whole bunch of other stuff that is incredible. Okay, here's why you should drink this bone broth. It's made with real clean, clean ingredients. It's made with the best ingredients, none of the BS, using grass-fed, grass-finished cattle bones and pasture-raised chicken bones, organic veggies, and spices. It's rich in collagen, protein electrolytes, and other nutrients that you're not going to find anywhere else. You got to try it out. Go to kettleandfire.com and use code CHATTY to save 20% off your order. That's kettleandfire.com. Use code CHATTY for 20% off your order. And welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. You know what? Here's the here's the bottom line. Yeah, you're just gonna so give it, you're just gonna I'm just give it gonna, to I'm gonna get right into it right now. Um, the fact of the matter is that uh, Mercury retrograde started like two days ago, and I literally said to myself, I said, Jessica, Jessica, you're gonna have audio or video issues because that always happens. And I even got a little reminder from Jessica Lignato via my Instagram where uh-huh. her little video popped up and was like, make sure you check on your technology. Uh-huh. Um, and in typical Mercury retrograde form, uh-huh. Becca and I had been recording uh-huh. uh, this for about the past 35 minutes uh-huh. um, and realized the cameras uh-huh. were off uh-huh. the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what happened yesterday? My apologies to you that we no, have to okay. now feign our natural enthusiasm. No, okay. You know what happened to me yesterday? I was, I had like oh a, I was driving home from, I don't even know where I was driving home from, but I had like a meeting at a certain time. And I knew I had that meeting, and then I just got lost in La La Land. Then I look up. I mean, I've been looking at the road, but I like, ding, you know, and you're like, whoa, hello. And I look, I'm 10 minutes late to the meeting that I was supposed to call into. Not only that, I have gone down, I like, you know, I'm driving down the 710 to Long Beach. I am now like practically in Orange County. I'm 20 minutes past my house. And I'm just like, what what was I doing? Well, and then and today, they were like Mercury retrograde. And today when you were driving here. Yeah. Oh, today they did that. I was driving here. I was mapping. And okay, the reason you map in LA is because like you use this app called Waze because it'll give you like quicker, like in real time when traffic crazy directions. Traffic, you have They'll to give you weird side, side streets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was on some side street and my phone died because I was talking about abortion on Instagram. <laughs> and and my phone died that I was like, Fuck, where am I? Like, I just don't know where lost. I am. I was saying, like, before we ever had phones or MapQuest, we're just kind of like, well, I guess I live here now on this new street until my phone charges, if I can find a way to charge my phone. Oh, I guess I could, yeah, I guess, could I try to find my way out? Never. I'll be Never. driving around in circles. Forever. I don't have one of those, like, camera things uh, or a... Uh, uh, directions on a panel in my car so so i would have just been lost in the world i went back into the victorian era and i was able to actually plug in your address into my map gps on my car which is thank god you knew my address by heart because then you wouldn't your phone would have know it by heart but your phone would have been dead I know, but I would have just mapped something near your house because i know what's things that are near your house there's that there's you can also just like look on the actual map and i think but i think by my intelligent 
wit and <laughs> and <laughs> compass. I think I would. I think I could have found my way by the streets. My ex boyfriend, he had like he would do. He would find his way everywhere just by the map on his car. And I was like, oh my god, that's so impressive. Honest and to all God, our parents. That's the only way they got around. When someone nowadays can use a map, like can use a map or even just like has something fully memorized or goes, Oh, I know that uh, on sixth street that cuts across from like, you know, whatever loss. I, I have no idea about streets. I don't know. Like when someone knows that uh-huh. I'm like, I am soaked to the core. Like that yes, is so hot. When someone's just like my girlfriend the other day was just like, Oh, well yeah, their cross streets are over here. So if we go, we go down a couple more blocks, the cross street, whatever. And I'm like, I have never been more turned on in my life. Well, Greg grew up in LA and so he knows it like that too, where he was like, oh, on 17th when you go, what, what, and you're like, I'm sorry, what? It's just like, do you want to do it in the back of the car right now? Sexy, did you just say? (laughs) Should we go to the back of the car? Should we pull over? Because I am a turn off. I had an ex-boyfriend who, okay, sorry guys, I swear we're not going to go on this tangent because you know what we're talking about today? The Kardashians. the Kardashians, the new show, really the new it's show. Amazing. Okay, so that's what we were talking about the last 40 minutes, but you know, it's okay. I'm excited to talk about it again. I could talk about it for hours, but <laughs> it's our life I, now. What I was going to tell you was my ex-boyfriend, he was so good at parallel parking where we would be on in San Francisco at like, you know, an incline where it's basic. You know, in San Francisco, some of the streets are like basically vertical. You're like, you, how are you we? practically have You're to like, like have rock to, like, climb up. Like I have to have like some <laughs> sort of pulley system. I'm like, am I wearing magnetic shoes? Like how am I walking straight up you this hill right now? You just can't walk up them. You just can't. <laughs> so anyway, he would be able to see like a seven foot parking spot on one of those. And he would be like zip, zip, zip. And would put like pull his car into it so quickly. And I was just like, oh my that God, is, you're so hot. It's so hot when someone can quickly parallel park. Someone who could drive well. You know what? I'm going to put a list together at some point. I'm just going to start thinking about it is random turn ons like like that. Knowing where you were talking about with uh, with um, why can't I think of her name? Uh, Nicoletta. Nicoletta. Yeah. Your your gas and your brakes. That's your gas. (laughs) Sexy drivers. Sexy. Yeah. Someone who can parallel park well. Someone who who knows where they are without like phone directions. Both massive turn ons. Do you know why? It's probably our biological instinct being like, you will protect me. You will save me. Probably. But also another huge turn on is someone who can like make a mean French press. Like someone who makes coffee like that. Making coffee in a French press is so easy. I I don't fucking know anything. (laughs) Look at this order. Press. Look at this order. Let me break it down for you because I didn't know either until Gray showed me. You just either have grounds or you just grind coffee beans with a grinder. You put the grounds in the thing. You you put hot water and you just press it down to the bottom. Listen to me. I'll never do it. So it'll always be magic. When I see some hottie doing a French press, I'm just like, oh my. God, like if I were to wake up at someone's home and they were like, would you like a cup of coffee? And I would say, sure. And it instead of a Keurig, they like busted out a French press. I'm like, we're going back to bed, honey. I mean, I don't know how to use a regular coffee maker. So well, either. I so like, <laughs> I mean, wild. I don't know why everyone doesn't use French press. It's like so easy and superior. It makes it fancy. It's and so Jess will fuck sexy. you if you I'll use have one. Se- I will have <laughs> sex with you. If you want me to, I will. Okay, wait. Before we talk about the Kardashians, we got to have a word from our sponsors real oh quick. Oh my gosh. <laughs> do you think they cook with HelloFresh? I do. I mean, if they're smart, they yeah, would. Okay, yep. mm-hmm. listen. We're going to talk about HelloFresh right now. It's the company's keeping us full of delicious, healthy meals on the regular HelloFresh is the meal delivery service that sends you farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes. They send them right to your door. Never again will you stare into the empty fridge wondering how you're supposed to make dinner appear out of thin air. 
Ugh, unfortunately, I know that feeling very well. But since I've signed up for HelloFresh, okay, we get restaurant quality, healthy, flavorful meals in just minutes. And each week, this is the best part, they have so many options. You'll pick from over 50 different menu options and then you just sit back and they do all the work. Mm-hmm, no grocery shopping necessary. You get your box of ingredients along with super easy to follow recipe cards. And in as little as 20 minutes, you can have something amazing ready to eat. You really have to try out HelloFresh to believe it. It's that good. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Chatty18, use Cody, oops, sorry, Chatty16, and use code Chatty16 for up to 16 free meals, what? And three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash Chatty16, and use code Chatty16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Okay, so. Okay. We are going to be talking about the Kardashians. Just didn't want to watch it. She was resisting. I was resisting because I was saying earlier, I like, I was never a big Kardashian, keeping up with the Kardashian watcher. I just like, I I have it on in the background. Sometimes. Old show sucked. Well, it just wasn't my thing. It just, like, again, I I got why people liked it, but I just, I couldn't really get into it very well. But I would keep up via Instagram. And again, you can't avoid the headlines with these people. So I just knew like kind of tidbits about them. But I would always like talk out of my ass. Like I knew what I was talking about. I really didn't. We always do. That's what I do. But but we, yeah, hello. Have you not figured this out? Have you not been listening to our show? Um, But but with the Kardashians, okay, we found out yesterday when we were on a Zoom call with our agents. Yes, we have agents, guys. (laughs) Bet you didn't know that, suckers. We're big time. We were on the phone with them and they were saying that. With the insider scoop in the industry, they <laughs> not something that you can Google, I'm sure. They were telling us, though, which was really interesting, that they hired um, like a documentary filmmaker to make this season. I mean, and it shows. It shows. This show is a flex and a half because it is so beautifully shot. I was so resistant. I was like, this is going to suck. Becca kept telling me, listen, I trust you. And this is this to me is a moment of shame for me as one of your best friends. Mm. Like, I should trust when you tell me you Mm. need to watch this Mm. because you've never led me astray before. Have I steered you wrong? No. Every time you've been like, watch this, read that. It's Uh always fantastic. Uh But this one, I was just kind of like, I don't want to. I've just been watching RuPaul's Drag Race on the loop. I'm not really in the mood. Which, by the way, let us know if we should watch RuPaul's All Stars. And recap a little bit. And recap. I've never watched it. Let us know if you think we should do that. Okay, anyway. Um, But I was just so resistant. I just was like, no, 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 no. Just don't feel like watching it. You're like, let's talk about it. Please watch it. You're hooked. Minutes in. I'm texting Becca. I'm like, why am I crying? It's been 10 minutes. Uh I'm so hooked. It is shot so wonderfully. It doesn't feel set up at all it feels genuinely like a documentary where the cameras are there like the moments where kim looks into the camera you had mentioned before the moment where when chris is on the phone with kim kim says come to my dressing room chris says should we bring the cameras and that was a big moment in the show where they're pulling back the fourth wall and bringing like, oh, this is a conversation this where they is, have like, can we bring the cameras or not? Honest to you God, know? this That's is interesting. like, honest to God, this is like the moment in um, Bachelor in Paradise when they started talking about followers. Like when Brendan and Piper started talking about followers where you're like, oh, oh. we're breaking the fourth wall. Like this is, is it the fifth wall? The fourth wall. <laughs> There's only four walls. That's why I'm like, is it the fifth it's wall? The because wall. it's just like this imaginary wall. Um, 
No, the fourth wall is imaginary. So like in theater, you know, yes. you've only got three walls. There's ah. the invisible fourth wall and then there's the, the audience. So when you're breaking the fourth wall. See, sure. I think it used to be a bad thing, right? Like you're not supposed to break the you're fourth wall. You're not supposed to. And then you're I remember sp- the office for the first time was one of the ones where you had a show that was like spoofy doc style where all of a sudden they'd look into the camera and Jim would have that moment. And everyone had chills because <laughs> we've never experienced that before. <laughs> this is history. And that was kind of like how the Kardashians, this new Kardashian show feels like it feels like you're breaking that yeah um but i mean i'm i'm now i'm hooked now so we're recording this episode wednesday so by the time that this comes out there will have been a new episode that we've missed unfortunately but (sighs) i will be watching it tonight tonight as well (laughs) tonight as well um well i mean i think there is something big too that the producer of this season okay think about past seasons that you have watched Usually it's like there's nothing going on. They're eating their salads. Maybe there's some manufactured drama where someone doesn't invite someone to the party or like, you know, oh, Chris is going to be take care of a monkey for a day. You know, whatever. (laughs) Like, it's just fucking. Do you know what episode I did watch? (laughs) I, I will never forget. It makes me cry to this day. Is when Chris wakes up and her lips are so swollen and they're trying to act like she didn't have a reaction on, to fillers. Are they on vacation? Yeah, they're on vacation and they're like, of course it was. Re- it had to have been a reaction to fillers. Like, there's no way it was just her lips that that got that swollen, right? No, I, I, I mean, it could be fillers, but I would believe it. It wasn't you. I've seen two. I've had two family and friends members. Did I show you my dad's eye? No, <laughs> dad. I don't even remember what happened to him, but my dad had something happen to his eye where he woke up one morning and it was like a cartoon. It was like so bulbous and swollen. And the same thing happened with one of our friends. I don't know, spider bite or something. The lip was all gigantic. It was just crazy because it was just it was just her upper and like lower lip. And I'll never forget that. I rewatched that 10 times on a loop when all of a sudden she turns (laughs) to the camera and the whole family's like, oh, gosh. That's TV gold. That was now, TV gold. Scott talking about what's his name? Crane. Todd Cranes. Yeah. Todd no, no, no. Cranes. I mean, oh my God. No, I mean, that's a, that's hey, a Chris, classic it's moment. Todd, Todd Cranes. There's some great moments those, that I have seen those. That oh, yeah. Just killed oh, yeah. Me. But. Okay, what's something we said about this new season, though, is that they are also documenting, documenting like big moments in their lives. So, yes. you know, first and second episode are all about like Kim's SNL debut, which I thought was I thought it was really interesting how they showed so much behind the scenes into the rigorous um, the rigorous schedule into like you were talking about um, the Amy Schumer part where they're like going over the jokes together. I'm obsessed like, with the Amy Schumer moment where you see. They them come together. Amy hear the jokes that she was throwing out. I think it Kim is Kim. This is like president level famous. Uh. And Amy Schumer's famous, but not like Kim. And Kim's throwing the jokes out to her. And I was obsessed that Schumer was like, nah, no, not good. And shutting them down and just being straightforward with her. And then how Kim in turn took some of that, but then also was like, no, I'm going to stick with this. Yeah. And then they had their moment after at the SNL after party where they're like, hey, like they just it was that cool, like respect moment of like, you told me how it is. And I picked and choose what I wanted to. And it's just it was oh, I love that moment. It yeah. was so good. It made you it made you kind of like Amy Schumer more, too. huh? Oh, totally. You're like, <laughs> you're like all totally. right, it's you, girl. Totally. I loved it. Um, 
Yeah, that was just so interesting. I mean, you're seeing the whole behind the scenes of Courtney and Travis's engagement behind their IVF. Don't worry, we'll get into that. I was like, I want to know your thoughts on Courtney and Travis now after having watched the, the show. Well, I'll say this right now. I, you know, I love hate them. I hate hated them. Now I love hate them. I love them because they do seem happy and I'm happy for them. But also it's just like the the part that I hate is where I am just like, stop fucking why are you tonguing each other's throats like in front of your kids and the whole family at dinner like come of the fuck on i was obsessed with how the whole family was literally just like like they would always say like well there they are making out again like i love that what i liked was that you're not you're seeing that it's not just for the camera like this is what they're like they're just annoying as fuck yeah behind the the scenes Uh in front of the family Uh where they're like well there they are making out in the back again Uh after they get engaged and Chris is trying to talk to them, she's like, can you guys stop kissing for two seconds? I have something to say. Um, I, I oh man. Oof. The show got me. <laughs> you adore that. I was, I was susceptible to the show and the wilds of the show. I'm like the two of them now. I am just like such a sap. I know it, I'm I know such it. a sap for them. But I also was then feeling really stressed out with like, Post the engagement with like the kids. Okay, okay, we're gonna get into, into that. that. We're gonna get into but that. We'll, we'll get into that. But I, I'm I'm a sap for them now, and I do have to say too, you know, I'll have to check to see if I can keep this in or not because Evan sometimes isn't supposed to talk about clients, but he's worked with Travis quite uh-huh. a bit, and uh, he he always has said in the industry he's like there's no one as nice as travis barker like he is the kindest most wonderful (coughs) gentle person ever and i feel like you can really see that on the show and seeing then when travis the fact that he like went to rob's kardashian's uh grave robert robert kardashian yeah robert kardashian's grave it's robert get it right (laughs) the right the right one yeah not not the son um but his grave to ask permission to marry courtney like it was just so i was a mess i was sobbing i was literally sobbing i I was chris and you were Corey coming in being like are you crying again and I'm just Chris just weeping about okay, wait, everything. We're going to get into that in a second. But no, I also actually what I did like and what. OK, so I have sort of seen the relationship and there's a jokey part that bugs me. But then there's also I was sort of like iffy about them, too, because I was like, this seems like potentially a little bit toxic. I don't know, like really like they're just really like intermeshed in their lives but i thought what was cool was like seeing the inside of all the family being like we love him we've known him forever we trust him we would trust like nobody else with with kim you know like that kind of thing i thought was really cool to see um well and then also too i think there was the perspective of the fact that they've been really close friends for a really long time so you obviously know I'm a sap for that because of Evan and I. Whenever someone's like, we've been oh, yeah. friends for however many years. <laughs> like, and then so we had it, And then we had our moment. Because I know the comfortability of that when all of a sudden you're like, oh, I feel so safe with this person. They've seen me at my best and my worst in the safe space of just being a friend. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden when you realize that there's that love there, it it's like the feeling is... And I participated in this with Evan where we were the most annoying couple of all time for the first like two years of our relationship. I was always straddling him, making out nonstop. Our friends hated us because it was almost like that realization hit where you're like, oh, my God, you've been in front of me this whole time. Like, but it's one of those things. 
That makes me sick. Honestly, Evan and I were sickening. And not in like the cool way, in like a gross way. And I feel so bad for our friends. I would like to personally apologize years and years later for the level of PGA that was expressed constantly. Yeah, but I liked hearing, I liked seeing the family and, you know, like it was cool to see their emotion too, like with Chloe and Chris and them being like, no, we co-sign fully on this relationship. Well, and I keep forgetting that Courtney and Scott weren't married and that Courtney's thing was always like, I'm not going to get married. So Chris having these moments where it's like, my oldest daughter is, is finally married. I'm dead, by the way. Kim's constant comments where she's like, you guys, let's be real. Marriages (laughs) come and go. Like it's not... She's like, kids together, but marriages. And I kept thinking about you because you always say that. And <laughs> I, I, know, love, I loved But her. I loved how self-deprecating she was. Oh, yeah. She's totally like, it. well, I've been married enough times to go around for she's all like, of us. So she's whatever. Like, she wasn't ever this excited about my weddings. <laughs> I, know. Just- I know. I did have that moment just even as a sibling, though, feeling it. of being like, just like towards Chris and being like, mm, bitch, you're like <laughs> sobbing over here. Like, you're so happy she's getting with Bitch, what? <laughs> I definitely had that moment for Kim where I was like, "Has Chloe been? Ma- Chloe hasn't been married. Had, was, no, was she married to Lamar? I think they got married. This I have is how little no I know. No idea. The, the past of the Kardashian. Yeah, we know nothing. Clearly, <laughs> I mean, now I will know everything because now I'm invested. But like, I'm like, mm-hmm. now I'm just like, is Kim the only one to get married? I'm so curious. Google it. Google it. Fact check real quick. Fact check it for us. Um, this is why if we had an AI, you know, it would be perfect. Our know, AI. Where's Doozy? Yeah. <laughs> um, she, Chloe was married to Lamar Odom. Yeah. See, if I was Chloe too, I'd be like, bitch, you didn't cry like this when I married Lamar. Fuck you. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is something I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Does it seem like. What is your take on Chris and, and Corey's relationship? What the fuck's happening there? Is he her personal assistant or like what's going on? It seems like she's given up on love. I don't quite know because I also know that some people aren't organic in front of the camera and it and some people's like senses of humor read a little differently and I kind of get that maybe a little bit with him. Because you think I know they're the f- in love? answer the question i don't know i really don't know i I, like i I would tell you if i was like yes they're in love or like i don't think so i think that i don't know because i could see how their dynamic would really work clearly it does and it seems like the whole family very much like cares about Corey and co-signs with Corey too but yeah i feel like the family though co-signs a little bit so i'm like or they seem to so I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I'm sort of no. like, what's happening? Here? I was a little bit thrown off when like she would be crying and he was like shutting it down. But I also think that that might just be like the sense of humor that's oh, just not no, reading yeah. directly, that, like where I'm like, no, I didn't have any problem with that. But I was just more like, what? Wh- why are they like together in this romantic pairing? Like what's happening? Chris is having a good time. Is she? Chris makes me laugh so hard oh, yeah, i like chris she, i like her because she has a good sense of humor too where the girls will be like the girls will be just fucking with her and even saying things that are, there was a moment where i was just kind of like oh whoa that's kind of mean i don't remember what moment it was but she took it like such a good sport chris is so wild to me like this woman is like how old is she 
And she is just on her phone doing deals 24-7. Cracks me up how she's reading the headlines of the girls, too. She's like, oh, my God, Chloe. People are just saying that on Twitter, blowing up. Just love it. And I was like, Chris, your daughter said she doesn't want to look on Twitter. Like, don't read her. She says she doesn't want to know. I know. She doesn't want to know what the public has to say. And she's like, let me just read you this. And you see Chloe's face just like, I don't don't want to hear uh-huh. anything you know when you don't want to hear anything good or bad uh-huh. you're like i just don't even want to oh, know no, that no, it, no, no. i, know I don't that even want to know that it exists that it's out I there i just don't want to think about people's opinions and Chris on is me just in like, general just one second and then when they're at the at the dinner for um before kim's snl performance and she's just like on the phone uh-huh. and chloe's just like mom get off the phone like the idea of having a parent who i'm the one telling them to get off yeah the phone, i don't feel like that's either of us have that experience in no, our family i don't think most people people do where their parent is always on the cell well, maybe if they're like a workaholic parent like Chris sure is. that's what i'm saying i guess I, but i guess like generationally like unfortunately we probably are always on our phones uh-huh. and our kids will be saying to us like mom and dad get yeah. off the phone yeah. but like parents who are do. like in their 60s you know or 70s even you're like how often are you like get off your phone yeah I just, that just made me laugh so hard. Yeah, they're, they're funny. She's just Chris, such a character. Chris and Corey, I'm just like, what's happening there? And it also didn't, like, I mean, there was the part where she was crying about Robert. You know, she was just like, I think of him every day. And then she was crying for Courtney, talking about their love. And I'm like, I, I, I just sort of get this sense that she's sort of like, giving up on love is strong. But I'm just sort of like, oh my God, Chris, like you could find like another love of your life too. I know. I think maybe she, maybe she had them. She's like, I'm too busy and for her, that and her, shit. Ch- and her children are the loves of her life. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway. All right. So. Um, oh, I have a question for you about Chris before we move on from him, from her. With all of the girls' businesses, you know, all of them have a business. There's yeah. the 818. Sure. There's Skims. Good American. Good American there's all of the Kylie. <laughs> Which one do you think she thinks is her like, oh, they're there, darling? Like, which which business that do you think that, like, of all the girls that she's, like, like secretly can't stand? I mean, Courtney's is, like, poosh or whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah, poosh. So probably that <laughs> one. Poosh. I'm just thinking <laughs> with all these businesses and she's so busy, you know Chris has to have one of the girls' businesses where she's just, like... That sounds great, honey. Oh, my God. Just uh, one more thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's got to be. Well, I mean, Poosh is just an obvious because I is that even bringing in money? I don't know. But the other one that I would say would be um, my mind went to Skims. I don't know why. Really? You think Skims? I think Skims is Isn't doing Skims great. Isn't Skims billion dollar? Probably. I think Good Americans doing great, too. Yeah. I think, no, I think they too. I think they all do really well. But I just push questionable. Maybe Rob Stock Company. Eight one eight. My I think that probably does well. The tequila. Tequila. I just I don't know this, if it does well. Who I just have knows? this. I just have this vision of Chris being just so. She's like, oh, honey, I don't have time. Exhausted for that. and getting a billion emails a day, and then you know when she sees like whatever one it is email pop up where she's like, oh my god. No, I think Chris is optimistic. Like you remember even in the old episodes where like, you know, Kim would get a Skechers commercial or something, you know, and she'd be like, honey, you got Skechers. This it's is great. True. Let's it's do true. it. It's true. No, people are loving it. We're kill- I feel like she's like positive it's that way. It's true. 
Okay. It's true. Um, she loves the job. Let's we'll talk about the first two episodes because we briefly went over it. But the SNL thing, we've got to talk about this moment. First, before we do, should we get a word from our sponsors? Yes. Let's get a quick word for our sponsors. And honestly, talking about the SNL moment, talk about giving me anxiety. Uh-huh. My anxiety was through the roof. You know what helps my anxiety? Feels. Feels, honey. Feels is incredible. It helps my anxiety and my sleeplessness. Oh my okay. God, when yeah. I started using feels. It helped my anxiety go down. It helped me with those sleepless nights. I wasn't just spending every single night staring at the ceiling. I could actually sleep. Feels Premium CBD is a better way to feel better. Not only does it work wonders on sleeplessness, but it has also been proven to greatly reduce anxiety and even chronic pain. Um, if you've never used CBD before, I know it can feel a little bit daunting getting anything into anything for the first time, but... The most important part is finding the proper dosage. That's really, really easy thanks to Feels CBD Hotline. You get real human support that's going to guide your process with CBD, and they're going to make sure you get all the amazing benefits of Feels and make you feel confident uh, moving forward. Whenever you feel like it, just place a few drops of Feels CBD underneath your tongue, and in just minutes, you'll start to feel relief. I always always have some feels in my purse. I keep their mints in my bag. Yes, the mints are amazing. I have some of the drops in my purse. The amount of times that it has calmed my anxiety, it's my little secret weapon. I just drop it or pop one of those mints when I'm out. Bada bing, bada boom. Start feeling better with feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash chatty. You're going to get 50% off your first order with free shipping too. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash chatty. You can become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. That's feels.com slash chatty. So access to reproductive health care has become unnecessarily complicated and honestly confusing, which is insane okay but you know what friend to friend we're going to let you in on a little secret the easiest least complicated way to get your birth control that doesn't require a doctor's visit or an hour in line at a pharmacy is with favor mm-hmm. favor which you might have previously known as the pill club which we talked about so many times in the past we love them they carry over 120 fda approved brands and ship to all 50 states and most brands of birth control are free with insurance or medicaid otherwise prices start as low as seven bucks a month without insurance and favor delivers birth control to your door for free and discreet packaging along with other self-care gifts and goodies it's really that simple and just as if you were seeing your regular doctor if you have questions about your birth control or are interested in switching brands or prescriptions favors licensed medical team is there to walk you through it all uh, and they're just a text away to get started all you need is five minutes no lengthy office visit or waiting time at the pharmacy uh, just super simple access to birth control you want which is the way it should be and right now, when you go to heyfavor.com slash chatty, Favor is offering a $10 donation to bedsider.org to every Chatty Broads listener who becomes a patient. And your donation will help low-income individuals get access to birth control through bedsider.org. That's heyfavor.com slash chatty to get your first birth control care package and donate to help more women in need of affordable birth control. Remember, that's heyfavor.com slash chatty. And you have to use that link for the donation to be made. All right, so okay. um, I'm, 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 so you're saying SNL? Okay, 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 okay. So in the first episode, we see that Saint's playing like on Roblox or whatever, yes. and then there's like an I guess like a little ad popped up on the screen, and it was like emoji with Kim crying. I don't even know what Roblox is. Did your kids play Roblox? The, uh, no, but the youth plays it. The youth, <laughs> the yeah, youth. I don't know what that I is. I think more than just the youth, but I think it's just a pretty popular like blocks. Game. By the way, we sound so ridiculous to people, so many people right now who like Roblox is life. 
Sorry, I don't know anything I'm like, about is it, it blocks? Is it like Minecraft? I have like, no idea. I don't know. No, I have no idea. Anyway, so I didn't even get when they're like, mommy popped up on the screen. I'm like, what is this? Like, what is this an this ad? Thing? Is it part of the game? I don't I think it's know. an ad on okay. the game. So I'm pretty sure it's like your typical online games where like advertisements will pop up. Okay, so the this little emoji of Kim crying and it said like Kim's unreleased sex tape. He went up to her and was like, look, mommy, it's you. And then she was like, unreleased sex tape? What? Um... What are you? What, what are your thoughts on that? What, what do you think? That was oh, I just was like, you know, the level of anxiety as a parent when all dude, of a sudden, like, I mean, you're just like, dude. Uh. And then you're also with all the family. That's what I'm saying. You're and like, like and, you're trying to enjoy your day. And here's the thing: I understand that keeping up with the Kardashians had situations all set up, of course. Which I'm. This is also happening, I'm sure, with the show to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But the way that the docu series is filmed. It makes it me tough. it makes me believe that it might have truly happened in real time. Like yeah. I, I I believe it. And the stress of also then dealing with what was going on in the midst of her SNL performance, like I'm sorry, but there's just like no way with that crossover that like this was happening in real time. Well, also like sometimes like reality is stranger than fiction. I just know with like oh, reality producer friends where they're like, dude, okay, remember on Pete's season when that uh, when Victoria his date with oh. Victoria Fuller and the guy that she had slept with was the one performing on their date. Yep, yep. Like I know from a producer that that was purely coincidental. However, they did put her on the date. Right. They found out that they found out their connection. The, their so connection. Yes. But still, like the odd was like, and even Kendall on my season, there was a guy that she had to dated before that performed on at another date. So like, anyway, it's like, sometimes, you know, sometimes situations they just happen. happen. Well, when that popped up, I just felt a pit in my stomach. Oh. You're just, you're with the family. Trying you're having enjoy. a moment. And this was like, it appeared to be their first time, at least that's how they were making it seem, their first time filming again together post their long break. And if I was Kim, I'd be like, this is how it's starting. Uh-huh. Like, we're all getting together to have, like, a conversation and a dinner, and we think the biggest hot topic will be the fact that no one invited Scott, and uh-huh. now this is popping up on Roblox. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I just felt anxiety. It's just that feeling of when you feel like you've moved forward from something in your life oh, and then it just comes back. You think you're good for years and, and you're just like, really this? And you're like, are you kidding me? Okay. And then um, there was, which by the way, I have some, I have a lot of interesting tidbits to talk about this whole situation. This will be fun. Oh my gosh. But okay. And then also there's the moment before SNL and uh, we were going all on and on about this on our last recording that delayed. <laughs> It was a good bit, too. (laughs) God damn it, it was a good bit. But I still want to repeat my curiosity. So Kanye shows up saying that he flew on coach to to L.A. back to New York. What we need to know. What does it mean when an A-list celebrity flies coach? Please, flight attendants, slide into the DMs, post on the under the fucking Instagram thing. What does this look like? Because we were talking about there's no way that this is not a wild frenzy. I mean, you are on a casual flight going somewhere and all of a sudden, like, say, let's say Kylie Jenner walks in and sits oh right God. next to you in coach. Oh, my God. And not everyone is pulling out their phones, bombarding oh this woman. And here's the other thing. Like, you know, there this is a random celebrity that just came to mind. But then there's celebrities like Sofia Vergara. Let's say if she was on my flight, I'd be like, oh, my God. But <laughs> oh my god, it's Sophia! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> I'm fight over there! Huh. But there's like slowly co- making your way from seat to seat. <laughs> Can I sit here real quick? Oh, Can- just sorry, it's my my baby. I just gotta get to the front. <laughs> Scooching slowly, making your way to Sophia. <laughs> Sophia. <laughs> but like 
that's a celebrity I'd be psyched to see her. But then like yes. Kanye is in that other elite of celebrities like the Kardashians where massive, wild, rabid fans who will do anything to like be near them or to touch their coattails. Well, and it's even like it's the level of celebrity where like even if you're not a massive fan, you're like, oh my you're god. You're like, I have to stare god, and I have to plane. get to them. Like the other day I was out um eating dinner with a girlfriend and I walked up to the restaurant, which is normally like fr- you freely walk into, lined with security. Lined everywhere. I'm like, what is going on? And I walk by the table. We had to get like checked beforehand. I'm like, what the fuck is going on walked by the table and there's bill gates sitting and eating with someone and i had a moment oh that's big where i'm like i need to stare at this man the entire and i'm not i'm not a starer like we're out i mean it's la you see people all the time like i try not to just sit there and just ogle someone but you're like this is bill gates i need to see everything that this human being is celebrity where you're like that's a celebrity and that's like this is the level the kardashians kanye like this is it's massive yeah yeah oh my god look i've been on a plane with ray j before definitely not the same experience (laughs) as kanye was have you really got a picture with him (laughs) oh my god i'm gonna bring him up in just a minute but <laughs> I told you I was before when we were recording, but it got deleted. I was on a flight and I ran onto the flight, <laughs> knocked into Vigo Mortensen at the height of his Lord of the Rings Sexy career. Daddy. I was baffled. But people I was weren't stunned. making a big deal of it. No, but I was saying too the way that the flight was. He was sitting in first class. I was not. They definitely shoved the uh, <laughs> the drapes closed on closed me as that, I was that's trying to curtain. make a little ring sized hole to check out my Lord of the Rings daddy <laughs> through the curtains. Um, <laughs> but. He was privately in first class, but I was shocked there wasn't more of a stir. Right. I'm like, again, in the height of his Lord of the Rings career, I'm like, it's, it's Aragorn. That's Vigo. That's Aragorn, people. He's so hot. Anyway, so, so, um, but yeah, I mean, like, that's where I'm like, what are the logistics of this? I don't know. I don't, I don't understand get it. I but I understand. was saying like, you know, it's COVID mask. So you could like have a mask and a face shield and literally no one's going to know who you are if you don't open your mouth. I, guess. I just feel like, again, someone of that fame, even if you're fully covered, one person on the plane whispers to the next person. That's Kanye. And the whole plane I mean, is chanting. He was practically in riot gear, too. He's like, this is my flying coach outfit. And you're like, that's not you're subtle like, at all. No, no. It's like easy top to bottom. You're like, what's going on? I, yeah, anyone at that level of celebrity is on the plane. People, even if they're fully masked, people, someone figures it out and telephone around the. You know uh, what's funny? Like, I bet you could play it off. Like, I bet if he wore like a kind of oversized white t shirt, wore sort of like baggy dad pants and like a pair of like old you know, Adidas's or something and wore like some glasses with a face shield and a mask. I bet no one, like some wire rimmed glasses. I bet no one would know. I say I agree with you because and like some beat I up, would like, never notice someone like that. But again, I'm also the type of person who posts an Instagram photo and would never notice what's in the background of my picture. Yeah. And like then everyone notices it. See, I would have fun, though, if I was an A-lister. Like, I would try to get away with, like, my subtle disguises. Oh, for sure. And just do, do a subtle little voice. Like, oh, I'll have the orange juice, please. <laughs> Your the flight attendant. accent. Yeah. <laughs> did, did I ever tell you that I used to try to dress up like an A-lister when I was, like, 11. Oh, yeah. Well, you, well, that's pretty easy to do. You just have like a little hoodie. You have your sunglasses. I would walk around the mall with a baseball hat. Yeah. Jeans 
uh, sweatshirt and sunglasses yeah. as like an 11 year old. And I'd be walking around with my dad uh-huh. and he'd be like, dad, <sighs> everyone thinks I'm famous here. And my dad's like, for the love of God, Jessica. <laughs> You're for the love of you're God, 11. Like, I thought up. I was so hot. I'm like, oh my God, everyone is looking and everyone thinks I'm famous. And he's just like, you're 11. <laughs> Nobody's looking at you. <laughs> you're with your dad, you idiot. <coughs> oh, man, that's just funny. Like, this is my moment walking to limited two. <laughs> my, I'm stepping out, baby. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> okay, so he shows up. Kim calls Chris. Come to my room. Can I bring the cameras? Yes, bring them. Kim's, this was such an emotional moment. I was bawling. It was so emotional too, because it was like, I think, it, I think it was like this relatable feeling where like, damn, like they're going through this shit. She was already talking before, like Kanye's coming. He's staying in a different hotel. I've set boundaries. But then like still this person like doing this thing for you that like means so much in the moment is that that was just like emotional for me and i felt like i just knew that feeling even just with like exes in general of like man you're sh- you're showing up for me and showing how much you care about me even though we're well, going through this and just her so- like sobbing in relief and just that feeling of like we've all had this in our lives even not like you know regardless of whether we've all had unreleased sex tapes (laughs) floating around (laughs) no but i mean honest to god even i'm even thinking about like the random you know nude that i sent to someone when i was 22 when evan and i were broken up and i think about it sometimes like what if one day i mean we all have these things where we're like everything but everything floats around right yeah and so when there's something like that that has literally dictated her life and there are so many people out there who have the whole narrative of they released it themselves da 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 and her saying that it's not true imagine like all of the layers of that like i want to be over this with my life i have kids now and i don't want this to affect them in that way because this was not something that was released with my consent people have all these rumors about me it's always there yeah floating and all of a sudden it's gone yeah Oh, yeah. That relief of like, close the chapter. Yeah. Oh, he my shows goodness. up with the computer, the hard drive, everything in this like janky suitcase. It was full blown, like, it looked like Mission Impossible. Seeing Chris's little quips too, too, where she was like, I'm going to have you. <coughs> She's like, I'm going to have you negotiate like my next deal, whatever. Just Chris like, is always working. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it was kind of interesting to like pull back the curtain and kind of see the, just even the family dynamic of like, you know, they know every, all the shit that's going on, but to just kind of see things play out was kind of like interesting. And by the way, I said this when we recorded before, so I don't think I've said this already in this episode, but we are having Amanda, oh, yeah. uh, uh, a.k.a. Not Skinny oh But God, Not yeah. Fat, on the podcast in a couple weeks who did the Kim Kardashian interview, uh-huh. which was amazing. Uh-huh. And then also... Um, you know, uh, was there and interviewed them for their Hulu show. So I'm so excited to hear like her behind the scenes moments. Also in a little bit, we're having Mystic Michaela on to talk about auras. She's an aura reader and have her read all the auras of all these, all the Kardashian folk we're talking about. So it's yeah. a fun Kardashian episode. And honest to God, we know that there's a lot of strong feelings about the Kardashians and a lot of people can't I have stand. strong feelings of them too. Um, but I do have to say, you know, regardless of how you feel about the Kardashians, it's uh, the show's well, well made. 
yeah. and it really locks you in. And I am kicking and screaming going into it. And oh, yeah. now I am really enjoying the episodes. Well, did you know lie. about this shit with Ray J though? Okay, yeah. So tell me. Do you know about this? I think I saw a little like okay post. So when that 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 uh when that episode aired, because okay. Kanye said he met up with Ray J, got the th- stuff from him. Ray J tweeted, all of this is a lie, SMH. Can't let them do this anymore, dash. So untrue. Now then he did an interview in the past week. Get this. <clears throat> I've sat in the shadows for over 14 years, allowing the Kardashians to use my name, to abuse my name, make billions of dollars over a decade and a half, talking about a topic I've never really spoken about, he told the Daily Mail. The singer and reality TV star says he's never had copies of any of the tapes they made together and says their infamous sex tape was released like an album by Kim and her mother. I've never leaked a sex tape in my life. He said, it's never been a leak. It was always a deal and a partnership between Kris Jenner and Kim and me. And we've always been partners since the beginning of this thing. Ray J says he pitched the idea to Kim who got on board and enlisted her mom's help. They all signed a contract with porn distributor Vivid Entertainment, which released the tape. But Ray said he had little to do with the process. She kept them all. He says of the footage, she had to go find that tape and then present it to Vivid Entertainment. I never had a tape in my possession or a whole relationship. I had never had a single one in my house. She had them at her house. She's always had them in tapes in a nike shoebox under her bed he said a nike shoebox so specific he said during his interview he during the interview he also provided screenshots of a conversation between him and kardashian about scenes from her new reality show he questioned the comments the california native made i didn't catch this but i guess she made something a comment about like the tape could potentially be footage of her when she wasn't awake yes i didn't catch that she made a comment in it yeah yeah but kardashian said that she was joking in her texts the she also offered to put out a statement making it clear she wasn't trying to involve ray j in the situation on screen and then he went on saying like dude i have kids like i have young kids i want to clear my name of this i was never involved in the release of this and i'm like oh shit what's the truth i know what i mean ah, i just don't even know because in his interview you i mean i oh i just don't know because i've heard her side and i've heard his side and i'm both like what i don't know what to think i mean i'm vivid entertainment is who could come out if like they signed it <laughs> right that would be the only, I mean, would that be the only person who could really like, I don't say know. outside of it being hearsay? I don't know. Just being like, yeah, they signed it. Isn't that crazy though? Cause that's two very different narratives. I'm curious with Ray J now coming out and saying that if like he's about to deal with like some serious lawsuits on his hands. Well, he can't get any lawsuits if he's not lying. Maybe they could send a cease and desist. That's kind of what I celebrities do. I was going to say do, it could be a cease and desist. It could be a cease and desist, but like, if he was saying that like she's lying and she has it in his possession, as we're seeing with defamation lawsuits, they would have to, first of all, they would have to prove that they lose any money from him making those statements. And I don't think that they're going to lose any money from him claiming that they were yeah. all plotting it. So don't think so. Wild. But yeah, so I'm so, so I read that and I was like, oh, wild. I'm like, you just got on the next season of the Kardashians that they're filming currently, I'm sure right now. <laughs> well, that's actually what was kind of crazy, too, is she he was saying like a lot of the footage and photos and videos on that hard drive, which when she watched it, she said, you know, like, oh, it's just like us going to this club, Hanging whatever. Out, it yeah. was nothing. But he was like, yeah, no, it's like he said it was photos and videos and emails like that show that like we have been keeping in contact like up through like 2008, 2009, like these where when we were already broken up and like she doesn't want to like come clean with the fact that like we've been in contact like since we broke up. That would be such a weird thing to keep on like uh, a hard drive. Yeah. 
I don't know. The whole thing, though, is strange. That's so wild. And then also that Kanye said that he didn't, like, pay anything. He just, like, got it. So then I'm like, is this manufactured where Ray J's like, I don't fucking care. Take the fucking computer and the hard drive. Well, no, I wouldn't think that if that was the case, if if that was, like, his evidence that there's been stuff going back and forth, Uh like, I don't think he would willingly be like, here, take it. Well, and I don't think he said it was evidence. He was just sort of like, well... Like facts don't he was saying like facts don't lie that like we've been in contact is all and that like we have a good like we've had a we've had a good rapport with he was saying like we've had a good rapport with each other. Not that he was keeping that evidence of the rapport, but sort of like we've been cool. Like why why wouldn't he be why would he be keeping that that if it wasn't evident if it wasn't him trying to (coughs) I don't know if I'm making sense, but no, I get what you're saying. But like, I don't I don't think he was trying. But that's what I'm saying. I don't think he was trying to use it as evidence. Mm. That's what I so but but then that's interesting so it's like why would he hand it over to kanye without like unless kanye maybe threatened was like i'll destroy whatever semblance of a career you have left if you Mm -hmm. don't hand this over that kind of thing i don't know but he said all of this is a lie smh so i'm like what's a lie what is going on what is going on i don't know but this is a a tv series kind of right I don't know, but um, I found all of that very interesting. I'd be hearing to know more. Um, and I thought it was interesting, yeah, too, though, that they were up. going back and forth, that she and him were texting about that whole thing. And she's like, oh, I'll apologize if you want me to. And like, I, it's a very interesting. OK, two more things I think we should talk about before we get into the auras. Let me know if you want to add anything to it. We should talk about um, Chloe and Scott's conversations. Yes. And then I also want to talk about oh and which while we're also on it i thought that that was just like a really interesting conversation to hearing kim and chloe talk about her relationship and talking about being like you know her t- interesting to see behind the scenes of like kim finding her identity post-divorce finding out what that looks like even down to like choosing outfits and stuff like figuring out how she's gonna run her own life now without with it with a new identity yeah i really appreciated that conversation i just feel like there are so many conversations on the show that with the last show it just wasn't it just felt so different and i was talking to you earlier about how one of the conversations that i appreciated so much so so much was when we saw chloe having so much anxiety about having to or going in front of a audience for the first time in a while um and the james corden pep talk which i need to have i want that on loop playing constantly that was was such a good pep talk but to kind of see this like behind the scenes moment of somebody who has like the like a billion followers being so anxious um and like living in that anxiety a little bit it was just such a such an interesting like i don't know really like vulnerable moment that we saw Totally. That was also then different. We saw Kim being nervous about SNL, but it was a different moment than like the rest of the girls. Like she, I I like how they're, the way that they're doing these different narratives where you're seeing like these different pieces of their life. And like that, this is kind of, obviously they're showing Tristan and Chloe and kind of their relationship dynamic a little bit, um, which I thought was really interesting too, by the way. I feel like the only thing that I've ever seen with like the Chloe Tristan situation is just headlines but uh-huh. like him cheating again uh-huh. him cheating again her taking him back and then seeing them kind of sitting on the couch together and talking about you know her being like yeah you fucked up so much and like we're not together right now and we're both in therapy and you're in therapy and we're doing couples therapy 
I liked them together. I liked Tristan. Like, I feel like we've only seen headlines and I was like, oh, like I see a, a surprise, a real human being. Well, that's the thing. It's like, the again, I know really nothing of their <laughs> relationship. So I don't feel like I can be like, well, you know, this is the dynamic. But that's all I've seen was headlines. And so I'd always kind of been like, what's the deal with the two of them? But then when you saw their dynamic, I'm like, I get why like, they have a daughter together they have a they daughter have a together they build together and you know you see i don't know when you see someone who's so anxious about the public coming at her and is now is also dealing with someone who has been having affairs and they're trying to see if they want to work things back out and they're going to therapy uh alone and weekly together and then being so nervous to go on the show to hear people's opinions and like how intense that oh, would yeah. be. Just how do you even navigate? Oh, yeah. And when you're someone super sensitive, right? Like how do you even navigate what you want versus what everyone around you, the millions of voices are telling you to do or what their opinions are? Well, I thought that was interesting to them being like, Chloe, you were the one in the past who didn't care who would say anything. Like now you care so much about what other people think. That made me sad too. Or I was like, oh, it's kind of like dampened her spark because she was she was yeah. always like the one that was like she was so always the kind of like fuck and you and, you yeah. wonder like what it was that that changed that a little bit like what you know was it the infidelities was it you know whatever it was where then people had all their opinions about her well you also mentioned that when they started the show um when you and I were talking earlier that when they started the show there wasn't really social media it was gossip tabloids and and blogs that's the thing but now like, that's the other thing yeah. she has a totally different direct access to her followers than she did in the past right like maybe beforehand when there'd be like a photo of her in a magazine like that would be really fucking hard yeah but when people now have access to comment on like all of her photos and she's but this is all this thing she's also looking at them you know she's like i'm worried about what the comments are gonna be if i post this photo uh -huh. i'm like girl come on you're chloe kardashian and i'm also too i'm like, I'm like and it's relatable it's relatable but i'm also just like chloe you're set for life just get off of instagram it shows kind of this like really intense but there's also the keeping up with the Kardashians aspect in terms of keeping up with Kim, keeping up with Kylie, keeping up with Kendall, keeping up with Courtney. It's that piece of though, it's so like, I thought it was just such a good picture of like our society as it is, where it's like, when is it enough? Like you are set up for forever. You're always going to be loaded. Like you are good. You have a show now, like back again. So people will be seeing you uh -huh. get off social media. But then there's that feeling of like, but I can't because yeah. I got to post about this for yeah. Good American or I got to post about this. I mean, we it's could technically like, get off social media, I know. but do we? No. no. And there's so many days where I'm just like, I'm off. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> and but it then, brings you but back then, in. But then you're kind of like, yeah, but then I'll miss Am this. I missing out? And then, and then, but then I can't post about this. And this is my job and my business and da da da. And woo. A tangled web, my friends. A tangled web. But okay, so Chloe and Scott's conversations were really kind of sweet. Um, although I, it was weird how he was hitting on her, even joking. I was like, ew, stop. I know. <laughs> I was like, Don't. Scott. He looks so downtrodden, dude. I know. Not even just about Courtney. Like, you could just tell he's at a point in his life where he is. Did you see that he was spotted out with Corinne? Oh, I did. From The Bachelor? From yeah. Nick Vial season, Sleepy Corinne. Oh, what? 
No, I'm not saying that's a low because like I like Corinne. I'm just like, dude, stop dating these like, re- just stop. I mean, I guess she's more age appropriate. I suppose. Yeah, it's true. Just. Oh, honey. I know. Oh, honey. Get, <sighs> get some help. What's the Michael Jordan clip where he's like, stop it. Get some help. <laughs> My favorite clip ever. Stop it. Yeah. Get some help. Oh, get some help. Scott. This, this dynamic though. You want to talk about making me cry? This Courtney, Scott, Travis, kids, family oh, dynamic. It's like, a, it's, it's I, like a dagger to the heart. It, I cried multiple times like out of sadness. That shit was sad. I cried multiple times out of pure sadness. That was sad. That was really, it felt, really it, sad. It was, it was one of those moments where it's like in the midst of all this like ridiculous wealth and like something that you can't even wrap your brain around. You're like, this is a piece that is so relatable for so many of us, whether you're the kid of a divorce family, whether you're w- walking through a divorce yourself, a friend of yours is like the amount of layers to it. Okay, so let's talk about, let's get into this. So they have their, their engagement. Now, the details on this were murky, and 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 scott brings up a good point where he's like okay they they didn't get they like they didn't get engaged in fucking italy this was 50 minutes away it's santa barbara we're in calabasas why weren't the kids there So travis proposes to courtney and all of the family is invited and chris apparently makes the call travis's kids are invited because they're older but chris apparently makes the call she said it was like too complicated like i don't it was know why too she, was complicated like, too, she was like schedules with whatever. the younger kids to have courtney's children there i'm like whatever have a fucking driver go pick them up what are you talking about yeah i didn't get that she she said she made a comment that it was like too complicated with well, schedules i understand that it's this is my thing i understand the complicated piece not of the schedules I understand the complicated yeah. piece of like navigating emotions of, of young children. Of Travis is trying to keep this a surprise for Courtney. Yeah. And if you tell the kids beforehand, then it's not Courtney telling the kids, it's someone else telling the kids. And then the kids can't tell Courtney and they probably but, would. That's where a little bit I'm like, and then if they just show up, the kids are probably going to be emotional and it's going to be like, I like, get that, but okay, here's how I would solve it. I would say, Travis, you're going to propose on this day. Tell Courtney, you have to run an errand, whatever. Come over to the house. The kids are going to be over here. Tell them that you love your, their mommy so much that you want to ask her to be a part of your family forever be a part of his family forever and you guys too or whatever do you feel like that's overstepping though because she hadn't said yes yet that he's asked like bringing that up to young kids they had already been talking about having they were trying to have a baby already though that's that's true so so he's already he knows that she's already in it with the commitment for Mm -hmm. them it might be overstepping but i still think that someone and i know i understand the feeling of courtney wanting to do it but maybe just telling them like he's gonna ask your mommy like do you and even just asking them do you want to come with us? Yeah, I think the kids should have been asked. Like, do they want to participate? Do you in want to? Co- do you want to come with us? Do you want to? Especially see it? some of them. They're not like some of them are a little older, and right? And also, even another person, whether it's grandma or or one of the aunts or whatever, to, to explain to them the stuff that then Penelope was getting emotional about. About like, no, daddy's still going to be a part of your life. Your mommy and daddy still always love each other. You know, just just something. I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> the Penelope call. I I couldn't handle it. That shit was brutal. 
I I think even maybe um, Travis having a conversation with Scott privately before he says anything to Courtney. Be like, hey, man, I know that there's weirdness between us, but here's the thing. I'm planning on asking Court to marry me and you're the father of, you know, of the children. And so I wanted to talk to you about it. I was wanting to surprise Courtney and propose how would you feel the most comfortable? That would be such an amazing gesture to and, the ex. Right. And then how 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 do you think how would you feel the most comfortable? And how do you think Courtney, because you know her so well, would feel the most comfortable when it comes to your children? That would be such a win because not only would it be getting like actual insight on how to handle shit with the kids, but also like so much respect to the ex. Like Yeah. Because this is the father. Yeah. Who's still very much involved. Which that that in, also makes me think like Yeah. Uh, they were kind of tiptoeing around it because they were like, uh, you know, Chris, that was maybe kind of a flub on her part. And Chris was coordinating everything. But like, I do kind of get I did get Scott's point when Chloe and him were talking after where they were just like, so no one said spoke up and said like, hey, let's get the kids in the car and bring them over. I was I was on his side with that where I was like, oh, okay, come percent. on. Like, why isn't even even after the proposal? Why wasn't why isn't anyone saying like, hey, do you want to ask the kids if they want to come celebrate with everyone? If if Travis would have talked to Scott, it could have been such an amazing dynamic to like move forward and like a uh, relationship together. Because I don't even think then. I mean, obviously Courtney has boundaries at this point with Scott in the relationship, but that I don't think that would be Travis crossing any boundaries no. to contact Scott because it's Scott and Court- Courtney's children, or even asking Chris to contact Scott. Even Travis right. asking Chris right. and be Someone like, hey, saying, can you talk can to you Scott? Can you reach out to Scott and ask tell him, him how- that this is what I'm planning on doing and like how he thinks this is going to be best handled with his children? Yeah. Um, and like what, how Courtney would feel too. Like what's best for the kids? How would Courtney feel? Well, because obviously Courtney was like, you know, she's excited with the engagement. Obviously she was bummed. She was like, why didn't anyone make sure my kids are here? I mean, you could tell that it was like, she was so, she's so in love, clearly. She's yeah. so happy to be with Travis, but I mean, she was clearly upset. I'd be so fucking pissed at my family. I'd just be like, um... And the the fact that she right away went and she's like, I need to go call my kids. And like, you could just see her trying to keep it together. When the kids like wouldn't pick up and like Penelope hung up. Well, and Scott said, didn't Scott say that the kids saw it like online? Yeah. That's fucked up. Oh, I mean, that's... I mean, it's so upsetting. Like I said, that's why I was like bawling. I couldn't get over it. I, I couldn't. St- I couldn't stop thinking about if like Evan and I got a divorce, and then like that's how Ember. I. I. I that that's just that's horrible. Was, like, that's horrible. Or even imagine with your parents. Imagine if you found out that one of your parents was reengaged, and you found out online. That would be so wild. It'd be devastating. Anyway, so that, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I remember I talked about this on the podcast before. I'm like, Evan found out before I did that my dad was leaving my mom and I have raged ever since. And this was with just interpersonal family uh-huh. stuff, let alone Not the whole world finding out that yeah. your mom's engaged. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. No, not great. I, yeah, I just want to know. I'm just like, what was everybody thinking? What was Chris thinking? I don't know. She keeps saying like, well, they're young. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, not given well, not giving kids enough credit age-wise and they're really up. not that i mean and again like you said have a conversation you know like what kids just have and a what's conversation their oldest beforehand. son's name like he's not that mason? young mason no he's not he like 11 yeah that's let's look it up right now <laughs> how old is mason and penelope <laughs> i love that we're, that we're going into all this okay 
Courtney and like, they're Scott. Not the, I'm like, my, my kid recently put two and two together about my parents' divorce. We had never right. mentioned that not that Mimi and Papa used to be married. And I found out that my kid had figured it out years ago. She was like, yeah, they used to be married. Now he's married here. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that you put that together because they're never together well, when you see them. I mean, Rain's seven, so still young, but not, I mean, it's a year older than Ember. Like, And then Penelope's nine and Mason's 12. 12? Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. Which, by the way, okay, now we're getting into it. No, 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 no. Are Travis's kids like... Alabama's kid's 16. 16. That's a four-year age difference? No, 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 no. What is going on here? We need to have a word. We need to have a conversation with Chris. No, but for real. And they were talking, I think Scott said that. They're like, how do you think my kids feel like knowing that his kids are there? Like, what the fuck is that? I would be... I felt... Okay, granted, he got into petty mode where he was just like, that's fine. He's so hard. She's so hard to deal with. He'll have to deal with that. I'm, I'm glad oh, no, she's he not was my being problem. Petty, but, petty. I, but I'd be pissed. All if I of was his feelings of that, I would be like, what the fuck? Why are his kids there well, because, and not my kids? Because also, like, let's be real. Likely he was watching the children when the call, when he got the call. When the kids got the call, they're probably he, coming to him. They're bawling. And then you're, you're getting your, you're starting off on this foot where it's a little bit like his kids are his kids are there and we're not there. So are what's going to happen to us like attention wise or like he's, is he our new daddy? Right. Like, or his, is it like, his, or is her attitude or, like buy new family? Right. Or like, Oh, like those are, are those her kids now? Like she's not. Yeah. There's so many, it, there's so many intense emotions going on, especially with a, with a child. Oof. Well, and then you sort of wonder too, like, and I'm not making a judgment like bad parent, but I'm just sort of, I'm curious about people's like thought process. Like I know that Courtney and Travis, or they said that they'd been trying to have a baby. So I'm like, how how much has been explained to the kids kind of like of Travis's role in their life and kind of like breaking that down right. for them, you know? Because it seems like maybe they have had those conversations, of course, like the maybe wedding the thing kids, is a new thing. Maybe the kids, maybe they had already told the kids that, you know, mommy and Travis are planning on getting married soon. Like maybe yeah. they'd even talked about sure. that. And like this, the engagement wasn't like a full blown surprise for her. There was like some idea that it was maybe coming. Sure. But anyway, that all that was not just, being there. I was just, I was bawling. Well, and then at the engagement party, then the sisters and apparently people were throwing shade at Kendall online. Cause Kendall was just like, do you feel bad for Scott? And she's like, because you don't seem like you feel bad. Oh, she's, I do, loved do you it. have empathy for Scott's situation? <laughs> I loved it. I loved Here's the it. thing, though. I, I get it's a comp. It's complicated because with the kids being the kids not being there. Right. Was it was I I did not agree with that. And that was like I said, I was that upset me. As an it upset outsider. corny too. It yeah, upset yeah, corny yeah. too. The so, mom, and, and, mama was not happy. Mommy and the, daddy were not happy. And you could tell the other sisters too were kind of like, mm. yeah, like what's going on? <laughs> um, but for Courtney to feel the pressure of <laughs> to take on his emotions, to take on Scott's emotions when yeah. she took those on for years, when he was unfaithful, when uh-huh. he was, you know, partying and getting into shit. And she's having who Lord knows behind the scenes what's going on too. That's all that just that we saw. Yeah. And her having to carry that. Now it's like, oh, I'm finally happy now. And now you're all telling me, like, do I care about Scott? <laughs> it's like, I mean, what do you think? Yeah. You I know? know, there's so there's all that too, where I you're know. like, he's not my responsibility. He's yeah. the father of my yeah. children. So like we're gonna keep it yeah. good. But like he's not my responsibility. But then I get it from the other side too, where you're like, but he doesn't have this family, and where is? I mean, it's so complicated. 
It's so family. It's fam. That's what makes this show good. That's what makes the Kardashians <laughs> good, y'all. It's about family. It's about family. Watch it on Hulu. We're not getting paid, but you better fucking watch it. I mean, it's uh, again, we, we had a hater over here. Hi, hello. And I'm sucked in. And now I care about all this mm-hmm. because I'm just like, so I'm just in it's so good. deep. It's good. Well, and guys, was my adrenaline through the roof when Kim was doing her SNL appearance? Yes. yes. My, my adrenaline was coursing. <laughs> Did I celebrate alone in my living room when she had a successful SNL uh, uh, experience a thousand. Did you percent. pop champagne when Courtney and Travis got got engaged? Yeah, I popped champagne. Oh, one more thing I forgot to mention. Um, is it customary for couples to just get to fuck in the doctor's office when they're doing IVF? Oh, <laughs> you're like quick cue. I guess when you're at that level of fame. <laughs> The whole world is your is your bedroom. You can pay for anything at this point. You're given but, enough privacy and security guards that they're like, no one's coming in this room. But really, I was like, wait, 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 wait. And I would actually love to hear from people because I feel like that's not customary. I feel like normally the dude just has to jizz in a cup in a in a room. But literally, they were like, here's a here's lube and condoms. Just make sure no one else's fluid is on it. Yeah, I d- maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's super normal. Maybe it's super customary. I don't know. Customary. It's customary. <laughs> it's a traditional. I don't know. But that, I was like. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. But again, when you have that level of fame and money, when maybe. Produ- just, when you have a production crew, they're like, yep. we're going to give you the works at this yeah, IVF Yeah, you're getting everything clinic. you want. You know what I mean? Wowzers. But I couldn't believe that moment where they were, she was just like, but what about my spit? What about his spit? And the girl's just like, no spit. Just collect the fucking semen sample. You don't have to choke on his dick, okay? Oh, by the way, I was like crying, laughing at the scene when Courtney, Chloe, and Kim have lunch together and they're talking about like Chloe's vagina and the guys in the booth next to them are literally just like this. (laughs) Like, are you not aware of what's the filming that's happening? I'm like, why didn't they move these guys? Why aren't these guys asked to move? It's the the amount of money that's put into this production. Rent out the and, fucking cafe. What and, are you doing? And these guys are right there just like this. <laughs> and also, why on all reality shows, like The Real Housewives, Kardashians, do they always take the time to show the exact orders of beverages and food that they get? I don't I've know. never understood this. It doesn't make any sense. We'll have a Real Housewives episode that needs to explain so much tea and they'll spend 10 minutes slowly going over the order of what every person gets to drink and eat. That is so true. They do Why? that. Why? They do that. Why? They do that. I'll have the iced tea. I'll be like, no, I honey, need please. to know why, you know, Lisa is freaking out at Kyle. Do you think they're just trying they're to like, just give you a 10 glimpse minutes. into their lives, like with what they like to eat or drink? What is that about? I'm like, You're there's right. So, there's so many other point. things that you could talk about, but they always show the exact orders they always pause when they're at lunch and say this is what i'm ordering to drink and this is what i'm ordering to eat and they show the entire order and they did that on this this kardashians episode too they showed the entire order and then once maybe they got re- the maybe, food, maybe, maybe maybe restaurant promo maybe the restaurant's letting them film there and they're paying the restaurant's paying but they're not saying the name there. often of the restaurant but they show, they usually show it when they walk up not you know always. it's like philippe's or whatever they not, zoom in out for a brief second but not always I don't know. That's I don't understand it at all. There must be some psychological thing behind it. There has to be. Why? Why do they always do this? I I I don't 
I don't get it. I'm looking up right now. Sorry, I had to Google because I'm plagued with curiosity. Can you have sex in an IVF office? Confirmation. <laughs> but um, I'm just thinking. I'm trying to see if anyone wrote an article after the show being like, no, you don't normally get to sure, fu- you sure, know, sure, no, no, sure. You know, um, can't find anything. But anyway, I don't know. I'm just that that was what was plaguing my curiosity the whole time. I was just like, OK, this is <laughs> just good. This question. isn't just a real housewives thing. They're now doing it on this show. They do it on other reality TV shows. Why? I, and then why, if that's the case, is The Bachelor not taking a clue and showing us what they order? Because we don't eat real meals. Right. I don't get it. It's too complicated for my brain. I, oh, apparently people are getting mad that they were making inappropriate comments in front of the nurse at the hospital. It was very childish, I will say. I'm not going to go after them, but it was very childish. What about his that? What about my Yeah, that would have made me a little... I mean, well, like, it just oh, depends on what mood I would be if I was one of the nurses. And they, like, I'd either laugh about other. it or, also, or I'd be like, holy fuck, you guys. <laughs> this is not... I did not say that I was okay with this when I said that I would appear on this show. I don't want to be in this scene anymore. Like, giggling. Like, she was like, no, guys, no. Oh, man. Um, Nope, nothing saying that whether or not you can have sex in an IVF office. Un- inconclusive. Please let us know. Let us know. Um, well, let's have that was on, a fun little recap. Let's have but, Mystic Michaela on to talk about their auras. Yes, Mystic Michaela. We're going to chat all the auras. And we're having Amanda from Not Skating But Not Fat on to talk about her interview with Kim Kardashian, which was fantastic. I would actually recommend go, going to listen. It was really, really good. Yes. I yes, enjoyed yes, yes. it. Uh, but before we bring Michaela on, should we chat for a moment here yeah, we should uh broads listen drinking wine it can be chill it can be enjoyable it can be relaxing shopping for wine however can be confusing overwhelming and kind of stressful uh what's that about i know a lot of people can relate to how i personally used to shop for wine which is basically walk up and down the aisle a few times get confused about what i want or what pairs well with dinner pick out whatever bottle has the cutest label the odds that i actually like what i picked out about 50 50 yeah. but since i signed up for first leaf wine club That method is a thing of the past. Thank goodness I'm finding wine that I love. Yes, because First Leaf is a first-of-its-kind wine club that tailors each delivery to a specific taste. How do they do that, you might ask? Well, you're going to start out by taking their online quiz. It helps the team at First Leaf learn about your taste preferences first. And then from your results, they build you a wine profile. They put together your shipments that you're guaranteed to love. And if you get something you're not obsessed with, First Leaf will actually credit your account for a brand new bottle, which Mm -hmm. is awesome. It's the easiest way to discover new wines. I love First Leaf so much because up until now, I always thought I know what wines I liked and that was the short list, right? But let me tell you, since taking their online quiz and building out my wine profile, I have been recommended so many new wines I would have never thought to try or even honestly known about and now there's some of my new all-time favorites that i'll order regularly it's amazing sign up today and you'll get your first six bottles for 29.95 plus free shipping go to tryfirstleaf.com slash chatty that's t-r-y-f-i-r-s-t-l-e-a-f.com slash chatty to get your first six bottles for 29.95 plus free shipping tryfirstleaf.com slash chatty so sunglasses, in my humble opinion, mm-hmm. are the ultimate accessory. Like buy a mile, throw them on when you're tired. No one will know. Put a cool pair on with a plain T-shirt and jeans. Suddenly your outfit is, you know, top notch. Maybe people will think you're famous. There you go. Like when I was a child, you throw some sunglasses on with a baseball hat. <laughs> Come on. It's beautiful. Um, of all the sunglass brands that I have tried, and trust me, there's been a lot. Right now, my favorite 
from Southern California, it has to be Blenders. Mm-hmm. Blenders was created by a San Diego surf instructor who just wanted to make super stylish, nice quality sunglasses that don't cost a freaking fortune. And thus, Blenders was born. And if you've ever tried to buy a pair of designer sunglasses, then you know they do not come cheap. And for what? So you can accidentally sit on them or lose them into the ocean or lose them to <laughs> <Every> your <time. laughs> curious toddler who snaps them in half? No. That's what makes Blenders great. You can expect the exact same quality and modern styles, but at a fraction of the cost. So when you do lose or break them, because we all do it, it stings a little less. Thanks to the in-house design team at Blenders, there are constantly new modern designs and styles to choose from. Uh, go for a wild trend-forward pair like orange Polaroid wraparounds or tortoiseshell frames with colored lenses. Or you can choose a more classic black or gold pair if that's more your style. Whatever you're into, Blenders has a pair of glasses for you. Check out their website. There are so many good options. To score 15% off your Blenders purchase, visit BlendersEyewear.com and enter promo code CHATTYVIP. That's BlendersEyewear.com, code CHATTYVIP for 15% off. Blenders rocked with pride worldwide. And we are here with Mystic Michaela. Join Mystic Michaela. Hello. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course. Oh, thank you so much for coming back. We had so much fun the last time that you were on the episode. That was like years ago, I think, though. It was. It was. It was a minute it was a ago. While. Yeah, but I think it was it was during stay at home orders, I think. Like yeah. 2020. Yeah. Wow. OK, different world now <laughs> and also different stuff to go over. So we would love for you to kind of break down, first of all, so we know what the different aura colors are, because people don't even or explain what's an aura, too, and then the different colors. And then we'd love to have you go through all the main player, all the main Kardashian players <laughs> uh, for this season. I know you're not watching, but we all keep up with the Kardashians on or off their Hulu show. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So auras, I see auras around people. It's like um, your energy signature. Even if you can't see the colors, you feel the vibe. So my big thing is teaching people how to identify it. And then when you understand that everybody has their individual vibe, their color vibe or whatever you want to call it, it's just easier to deal with them and easier to understand them and easier to have relationships. So that's really the point of it. And auras, you can think of them as like personality types. And there's right. five main aura colors and like three kind of off-brand ones which show up. And usually people have a combination of two. So, um, all right. So the five main aura colors are red, blue, yellow, purple, and green. So reds are like, do you want me to go through them all? Sure. Like, sure. All right, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go quick. So reds are like direct, assertive, like entrepreneurial, like take charge, natural instinct, leader types. Blues are naturally um, empathic, really compassionate, good listeners, thoughtful givers. Yellows are super organized, to-do list junkies, like extremely curious, love, direct, honest communication. Purples are your creative, intuitive rebels who crave change and artistic outlets. I memorize these. Like these are like <laughs> greens are your logical and intellectual. They're like detailed oriented thinkers. They crave passion and projects where they can grow and challenge themselves. Tur now, and then there's turquoise, indigo, and pink. And this comes up in the Kardashian thing, but for especially for the pink, but turquoises are like compassionate old soul healers. And they're like mirrors, they're like reflectors. So they're really cool. Like they'll become the person they're trying to show in an attempt to reveal that other person to them. Indigos are just, it's like blue times a hundred. So they're like very um, absorbent people and they take in everybody's stuff. And usually 
because of that, they can only do like one-on-one interactions for a short amount of time. And then finally, pinks. Pinks are like optimistic, pure, loving, innocent energies. Uh, they tend to be labeled by society often as naive or um, foolish, but really they're kind of like kids. And I'll see a lot of pink kids, but not a lot of pink adults, which brings Interesting. me to Kim Kardashian. <laughs> so that must <laughs> be right there. Oh, okay. Okay. she's a pink. Yeah, she's a pink. So how I see Kim is this year, it hasn't been even a year since she divorced Kanye or something. She has been so stepping into her power, I feel. Mm-hmm. And, and so pink auras generally, other pink auras like Marilyn Monroe, which is interesting that she chose that dress for the Met Gala. And interesting. Um, like Britney Spears is a pink, you know, um, oh my gosh, like pinks are usually very, Cardi B's a pink, usually very attacked by society. Uh. Um, and they're usually very, uh, they get told that they're using their femininity in the wrong ways. That happens a lot with pink words. <laughs> and so I saw this year with her, instead of fading into the background and letting other people tell her what to do, or um, I guess be more quiet about things, she, you know, we've been seeing her using her voice a lot more right. and, and making, maybe standing, being more sovereign energetically. and. I feel like with Kim, it's just been awesome to see that because she's now being like, yes, I know what you're saying, but also here's what I think. Pink auras have an ability to understand what everybody sees and says about them. So she's very smart. It's just they'll choose not to pay attention to something if they don't want to, kind of like a kid. Like, you know, we, you know, we have kids, we're like, you know, when they're like, mm, I'm not paying attention to that. <laughs> right. And I feel like, and pink auras tend to be good at that. And I feel like she can be good at that. Um, and she's interesting too, because most people are two colors with Kim. I just, this is just how I see it. I see her borrowing colors sometimes, but which is rare. So lately I've been seeing her borrow a little yellow. So she feels like she's been, I don't know, taking on organ, organizing her own life, maybe stepping away from Chris a little bit in some ways <laughs> um, in terms of self-managing and doing things, how she wants to do it. Um, and I see her borrowing, um, purple a bit. Uh, and I feel like she's taking that from Pete. So that's, that's kind of my estimate. That's my, Kim's been fascinating to me. Okay. So, so you said that you see a lot of pink children, but not a lot of pink adults. So can you change auras throughout your life in your opinion? Well, society kicks us all. Yeah. And so what I, it's interesting. What I noticed was when I, when I was seeing auras is I would see things a certain way, but not always know why. And so what I realized is after doing thousands of readings and just really paying attention to it, reflecting is uh, trauma can change your aura. So for example, I mean, not to get like extremely heavy, but like I would see um, people who've gone through intense childhood abuse or um, especially in childhood, a lot of situational things like that, like they'd be completely different color as a kid aura wise than they were. Uh, as an adult, because they mm-hmm. had to grow up quick, or they had to take care of siblings, or they had to do something so that they would have to be invisible to their abusers uh-huh, or something like uh-huh. that. So I, I and then it, you just can't get rid of that when you get to be an adult. So uh-huh. I see with pink or kids, society tells you and even as parents, without even meaning to, we can be like, stop that pay attention because pink kids um put up a wall a lot and play like imagination 
and with themselves just, Mm -hmm. and it's fine when they're little, but when they're 12, 13, 14 doing that, you're like, Hey, stop, you know, that's not how it works. Or you can't go out looking like that, or you, you have to do this or you have to participate or you have to call them, make them feel better. Or like whatever we tell them to do, it can kind of just warp their aura a bit. Also pink auras in society get a lot of shame and a lot of, like I said, uh, especially with the, the girls, like they're not allowed to use their femininity as their, as themselves. So they get uh, like slut shamed a lot yeah. and, and told that the way, if you just even look at Brittany, I mean, on her Instagram, you know, with her photos, it's like, and people are like, they go after it and yeah. it's kind of like, okay, what is this really about? Like, why do we, why do people care so much <laughs> that she can't just be herself? Or I found it really fascinating with Marilyn Monroe dress that, Kim K wore, you know, back when Marilyn Monroe wore that and she was a pink, she got told all sorts of horrible things about herself for wearing a dress like that back then. And now it's like suddenly this piece of American history and, you know, how dare Kim wear it. So no matter what somebody, you know, a pink or they were getting slammed for wearing a dress. It's just interesting to me how that works. But yes, back to your question, Becca, sorry. You can change it with trauma. Can change okay. your aura. Okay, so when you were seeing Kim, uh, you know, a few years ago, was her pink just like not as bright? Was she borrowing other colors as well? Like how you are kind of mm. seeing a little bit now or like when you're saying it's so it's so vibrant now, is that kind of the difference? Yes, exactly. I was seeing it more evaporated, more light. And I pink or I have people, they'll shut out and kind of go into themselves and let other people tell them what to do. So they have like kind of a bird and a gilded cage situation going on mm. and her stepping out of that, you know, make for me, I just see her aura getting brighter, but we all see it and we all notice her and we all feel her vibe kind of strengthening. But back then she was way more of somebody I feel like with less confidence in herself and needed other people to tell her how to act and what to do. It's so interesting that you're saying that because there's a scene, I know you said you haven't been watching the new Hulu show, but there's a scene in one of the episodes where she is uh, hosting SNL and she's so nervous about it, but it's kind of her big step into doing this big thing that she never thought she could do. And I noticed the entire time she wore pink head to toe, top and bottom the whole time, like for the rehearsals, uh, when she did the photo, the the photo shoot for the performance and for the after party, she was in pink head to toe the entire (laughs) time and that seemed like her big transition moment in the show that's cool yeah yeah that that makes sense yeah she did so good hosting as well oh she was fantastic yeah okay Okay, so now since we're just in her vicinity, I'm curious, what about North? What about her oldest daughter? Because there's already so much just swirling around online. Let me find her picture. Yeah, Yeah. find her picture. Because already there's so much conversation about even their dynamic and relationship as like a mother and daughter, like so much more than any of the other kids. And she's she's interesting. The firstborn. Yeah, but also her in particular is... Oh, she's she's a strong energy. Okay. So (laughs) when I look at North, and I love reading kids because they're so authentic and pure, you know. So anyway, so when I look at North, she's got a very strong purple aura. Um, So, and like I said, I don't watch the show. This is just what I'm getting from her picture. She just feels like she definitely has a voice and it's supported. And I feel like she's somebody who definitely speaks her mind. She feels very smart. She is... Blue too, but I think she absorbs a lot of, there's green in her. So I think Kanye is uh, green and purple. <laughs> so I feel like she absorbs a lot of Kanye <laughs> and that, that green energy, which is 
when I have an idea, I have to believe in it 100% and make Uh, it happen. uh So you'll have to tell me if that's how it's playing out on the show, because she feels like she can be very feisty, but also someone who tells her mom kind of how to do things and what to do and gives her um, a lot of feedback, but feels pretty confident about it. This one <laughs> is definitely yeah, yeah. that's North. I think at least from what it seems like, 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 like that's, that's North. North. That's I'm like, North. I have no idea. No, but like in the media, like Kim always talks about how North will be like, "No, Mom, we're not all wearing black for the photo shoot. Like that looks stupid. Why are you <laughs> doing that?" Her, like her strong, yeah. Opinions. Kim Kim always talks about how she's like that. How about how she'll tell her how to dress and like how she'll get mad or like there's just even like little clips that have been leaked on the internet where like Kim's doing a tutorial or something and she'll be like and she's like six and she's like mom why don't you get off your phone and hang out with your kids like knowing (laughs) that her mom is like on live with the world like just kind of fucking with her but like keeping her in check like yeah that's I mean that's great that they support her to like be herself and she feels loved enough to say those things and you're true that's great and um it actually shows me what a great mom Kim is because she listens to her kids and she doesn't you know, tell them, sure, don't do this or don't be fake or don't be yeah. anybody else in who you are. So I think that that's wonderful. No, but yeah. watch her. She's going to be another one. She's going to be another one and another one of the Kardashian crew that stands out. And I can see her too also being very, and I don't know what this means, but just with her, I think just um, with the Kardashians, they all kind of have a look right. or they all kind of go for the similar aesthetic. I yeah. can see this one North going against that. And oh, doing yeah, something probably. completely differently, which is interesting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, wait, so, so you said Connie's is green and purple? He's green and purple. Green purples tend to be... Now, this this, this worry is a little sensitive because I feel like he does have issues, you know? Yeah, sure. So so when I do readings, I'm very respectful of... There's a psychological thing yeah. that it's very separate from the aura thing. Sure. So this is just the sure. aura thing. Sure. He's green and purple. Green purples tend to be amazing visionaries. And by the way, colors don't mean bad and bad or good. They just kind of are a filter for how you act. That's yeah. all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, all right. So anyway, so yeah. So green purples tend to be really great visionaries. He's way more green than purple. Me, and this is where it with meaning he can be very stubborn <laughs> because mm-hmm. green people have a tendency to have okay the 10 commandments of how this is supposed to be in their head and it's more or less everybody getting on their page they don't go on other people's page Mm -hmm. and they're really good with creating logic to support whatever they believe their 10 commandments of themselves are Mm -hmm. and how they see things if you have things off with you or whatever that can be very difficult to deal with so um, that combination is a really volatile one, but mm. I, I see it so much in Hollywood, in that industry, because those people have amazing ideas, amazing visions, amazing ability to carry them out. And people care. What's interesting is Pete is green and purple too, but he's uh, more purple than green. So uh, it's like an opposite. Interesting. Uh. Interesting. Okay. Talk about that. Talk about, talk about Pete's then with the, with the more purple. So Pete is more purple. Purples tend to be, um, I mean, purples are very honest. Here I am, spontaneous uh, and artistic and all the things I think we see with Pete. I feel like the the difference between it is he's very vulnerable Uh and he's ready to admit where he's at. Uh So I feel like 
do with Pete, it's like, he'll say exactly how he's feeling. He's honest about his emotions. If you call him out on something, he's like, yeah, totally. That's he's not as rigid because the green isn't as much it's there, but it's not, it's not driving the bus as purple is, which purples can be a little self-destructive. So that can be tough, but I feel like he has an awareness of it at this point. And I do get that like with Pete, just with all that purple, he feels very good with women. <laughs> so and it, just purple guys are great with, with women, I think, cause they just love to, they're okay with emotions. They're more uncomfortable we're more comfortable in themselves with that. They want to know the 411 about what's going on. They kind of have more of that alignment to that type of vibe. So I feel like he fits in well with the family in that way. And also they, he doesn't need to lead as much as maybe Kanye did Uh not to compare them because it is apples and oranges. It's just interesting that like, she picked the same color combo. It's just totally but opposite. Swapped, yeah. yeah. How do, how do purples and pinks, do you see that as a couple combination often? Or greens, or greens and pinks, yeah. Greens and pinks, yeah, Becca. Like that is something that I see often because pinks look for more of a stable ground sometimes. And in the past, yeah, she definitely looked for that. And who was that guy? I'm putting you guys on the spot now because I forget his name too. She was married to him for like a day. Chris Humphreys? <laughs> yeah, Chris yeah. Humphreys. He yeah, was yeah. really green too. She looks for, like, I feel like she definitely has a type but now she's going for it in more of a vulnerable way, which is better. But pinks and greens do well together. Um, pinks and purples, that's interesting. Like, I feel like her and Pete are having a wonderful time together. And to me, I mean, it makes sense because I feel like they make me happy when I see them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's just me kind of picking up. And we all probably feel that way. you kind of picking up like, all right, I think this is nice. They're having nice times uh-huh. together. Yes, they're, yeah, they're, totally. They're, it's it's sweet. <laughs> yeah, and it's it very feels sweet. pure, and it just feels like that's what they were both looking for: um, safety and security and realness in this crazy, weird world that's probably not that real. Uh-huh. And they they kind of connected that way. So I think they're having a lot of fun without a ton of talks about what could this be or what's next or how do we market this? Like, I don't see that conversation happening as much because he's not as green. Yeah. So that's kind of how I get it moving forward. Okay. 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 So on the flip side, <laughs> let's say. talk about Courtney and Travis. <laughs> and Scott. <I> <laughs> oh, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I always feel so bad. That's how this. everyone feels about Scott. There's, I don't know a single person who's like, fuck Scott. You know, everyone's kind of <laughs> like, oh, Scott. Yeah, Scott. <laughs> I have for him. Okay, so Courtney is interesting. So she's purple and blue, like you ladies. And she... Oh, we're both purple and blue? You're both purple and blue. You wear it okay. different, but you're okay, both okay, okay. purple and blue. I mean, okay. And like I, like I say this with the auras, it's kind of like a sweater. Like if I wear a sweater, you wear a sweater, you okay. wear a sweater. We're all going to... Look different, look different in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. So you get it. Okay. okay. So back to Courtney. All right. So she's purple blue. Now, because of how she is, I feel like for a lot of her life, she was putting the blue away. Okay. So blue is like vulnerable. You feel everything kind of like feelings bubbling to the surface to the extent where I feel like she couldn't deal with her own feelings for a really long time because she had to survive. She had all those kids in a row with a guy who was limited and, and had, had his <laughs> issues. a really nice and, way of saying it. Yeah. <laughs> limited. And she had to push it aside. And, 
And I think I'm one, I think a lot of us people listening have been through that times in our lives when we couldn't afford to be sentimental about things. Mm-hmm. And it's not coming across, it can come across as cold, but it's not, it's survival. And mm-hmm. I feel, and she had like this purple shield up for a very long time. So she would see everything happening, but just like watching a movie, like I see it happening, but it's not happening to me. I feel like she had to look at her life like that for a really long time to get through it. But then now that she's with Travis, her blue aura is coming out again in a more balanced way. Meaning I feel like she just feels safe where she can have feelings or let her guard down without worrying that Travis is just going to like lose it or she doesn't have to worry about her partner as much basically so she's more of herself now with Travis and it's really nice to see it and it's really nice to see her feel safe enough to I guess explore both sides of herself which I don't know if she's been able to do that for a while but Scott he's purple blue too but he would wear like an inauthentic green I'll see people wear inauthentic green or inauthentic Uh, colors when they feel like they can't okay I get it I get it yeah yeah. So um, I get with him. Well, first of all, it's very hard to be a purple blue guy because society and gender is like a whole thing with auras. And if you're emotional and sensitive and a man, your whole life, you can be told you're wrong or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe he never, perhaps he never developed the coping skills necessary to deal with who he was. And mm. is. Anyways, him and Courtney, to me, always feel like twin flame energy. Which I have to define because there's a lot of that word going around. And yeah, people, it's that, like, I hear, always hear that word. I'm never like <laughs> no. quite sure what the. <laughs> I have my own definition because like I'm limited in language. Like I, I'd love to make up my own word for it. <laughs> what right. it is to me, just because people took it. I think there was like a cult or something. Yes, there was. I listened to the <laughs> podcast series on it. <laughs> I was like really scared. I'm like, I need to get a new word because yeah, that's not like, what it is. We gotta change it. <laughs> yeah. To me, it's like a relationship you develop major spiritual awakening from, but not one that necessarily lasts. Oh, so I feel like her okay. and Scott, they they love each other and they're always gonna love each other. And they always have that space in each other's heart for one another. And they, and they did amazing lessons. They learned amazing lessons together. And they had to level up together. Yeah. And it's painful to watch, but also kind of bittersweet. And I can see that like, you know, she's moved forward in her spiritual journey and he feels a little more stuck. And so I I always get, I feel bad for him because I feel like he just needs a lot of nurturing. Yeah. and, 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 you know, and I don't feel like anybody, and like, I don't watch the show, you know, like I said, but. And I'm sure he's done some stuff, but I definitely feel like it's hard to stay mad at him because he owns up to it and, and says he's just wounded. Um, but yeah, they always have like a twin flame vibe to me. So it's, so I can see him being very sad that she's kind of moved on a bit. So I wonder, does everybody pick that up who watches it? What was interesting is like you see, and I was just thinking as you were saying this, I was sort of wanting a season like, well, where's his family? Because one of the big themes of this season is he's like, I'm afraid I'm going to lose you guys as like my family. And I just kind of get the sense that I, his family is like not in I the picture. I have to double check and I'm saying this completely okay. out of pocket, okay. but I think both of his parents passed away and he was an only child, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I think oh. I believe, I, again, 
I could be completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's like very much alone. So it's almost like he just needs a, yeah, like you're saying nurturing, like he needs a family to like be there for him and support him, which it seems like her family has done. But obviously there's like what you're seeing in the show play out is like, how do we navigate these boundaries between being respectful of like our sister and her new relationship while also being like compassionate to this person that we love who's been a part of our lives for years and obviously still is because they have kids together. But anyway. I think I like the reason why I always like the Kardashians is even though they have this ridiculously large public platform that they definitely use to their most advantageous (laughs) moment. They can, they're very, I feel real in a way where that relationship they have with Scott does not feel only for the camera. So I definitely, and I think we've all had, maybe some of us come from families like that. It's hard to, they don't throw people away Mm -hmm. that easily. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just got that vibe from them. They seem they seem that way. And isn't Chloe very close to him? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You see that playing out on the season. Okay. Talk about Travis real quick with Courtney. Because what's Travis's aura? So tra- another green purple guy. So Travis okay. is green purple too. Um, <laughs> and I made I I was talking about this because um, green purples have a thing with tattoos because everyone was all freaked out that Pete <laughs> got that tattoo. Did you like in the news? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or whatever. yeah. 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 And I'm like, that's just how green purple guys are. They're just like, whatever, you know, like that's just not a big deal to them. Like, and- but, but do they like to do over the top things? Because, you know, like you see Travis doing over the top things, Pete getting tattoos. You remember Kanye with the flowers on the everything like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I that's the thing with green purple guys They're they have this ridiculous. Um, they're very they have this over the top showmanship about things and because they're visionaries they're usually really good with directing producing well, i was gonna say these are also these are also all three guys who are extremely successful mm-hmm. top yeah. of the top in their industries mm-hmm. so yeah i was wondering made, if that's kind of a popular thing they've made a career out of their messes in a way and, yeah. and a career out of their artistry or whatever you want to call it, their chaos or yeah it's interesting we're watching so it, it worked but um what was your question? Was okay, so he's all- so so he's a green purple though. Yeah, so he's green purple too. He feels very balanced. He used to wear a lot of inauthentic blue, which Ooh. he shed being with her. Meaning, I feel like I don't, you know, I'm not one to diagnose anybody, obviously, but sometimes I'll see that if people are going through tough times or yeah, um, they're sad or they have like you know rough, slumps in their life or whatever you want to call it. So I feel like with him, he's bright. He feels very purposeful around her. Mm-hmm. And he feels like you lease on life. She's very there. I like them because I feel like she pushes him to go out and create again. And in an industry that can age you out very quickly, mm-hmm. I feel like she has been like, no, like let's reinvent yourself. And I encourage you to, and I support you to, which, which for a green is extremely important. Greens constantly need projects I, I always make fun of like green dads because they're always in the garage or they're always uh-huh. like fixing something or it's the same thing but he's an artist so he he needs projects so i feel like she pushes him and encourages him and and he's really grown and he's he's shinier than he used to be so that's good um i feel like he's also a pragmatic person and courtney appreciates that so i feel like he isn't stupid about money and he wants to create a legacy and he wants to shore up things and make wise decisions so i feel like she appreciates his practical nature and his down-to-earth 
I guess, vibe about things. Even he doesn't seem showy to me is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I feel like he likes, maybe he likes what he likes, but he doesn't feel over the top. Maybe she appreciates that. Um, even though didn't they, <laughs> then I say these things and then these like e-news snippets pop in my head. Like, didn't they do those like ridiculous, like Halloween photos or something? Yes. That, like, yes. <laughs> they're still Kardashians, but like, yeah. I, <laughs> it's like when you're in the family, you got to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's Courtney. Okay, that's all them. Now yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna edit it a little bit because Kylie and Kendall aren't really in this season at all. So okay. I want to hear about Chloe and Chris. Chloe and who's she with now? She's still on and off with Tristan Thompson. Yeah, I'm yeah. not 100 sure if they're at together right. at the moment, but I know it's yeah, pretty it's on and confusing. off. Yeah, Chloe. Every time I look at, I feel like. A lot of us relate to Chloe hard, but that's, and I feel like on the flip side, that's why she gets so much hate, which mm-hmm. I hate because Chloe's very blue, like very. And she's the type that she will take in energy just to nurture it and fix it, no matter what it does to her. It's kind of like rescuing the dogs and the dog bites you, and it's like, oh, it's not its fault, like that. Like she's so selfless to the point of putting herself on the back burner Mm. to lift up other people. And so when I see her in these relationships over and over again, where people hurt her like that, I just see, and and she's so defensive of them. And so still after everything happened to her caring towards them, it's because she can identify somebody's inner child, like very Mm. easily. Mm. And I'm not saying that's healthy. I'm just saying, And that's what I see her do. And I feel like a lot of us have done that in our lives and we don't like ourselves in those times. Like looking back, maybe when we've done that ourselves and I feel like sometimes she'll get hate from people actually hating on themselves from when they did that in their own lives. It makes me kind of sad for her because she she tends to, I feel like, bring up people's shadows a bit because of what she puts up with. Um, Anyways, that's so she's so blue. She's got purple too, but she's mostly blue. And she feels like she's incredibly protective of her family and anybody that she brings in and calls family. So that's what I see with her. And then Chris fascinates me because she's red and purple. Fascinates us all. <laughs> all of us. <laughs> and she's red, red and purple. Yes. Okay. So Red purples, other notable red purples like J Lo is red purple. Um, who else? Me- uh, Megan Thee Stallion's red purple. Okay, so red purple women—they're used to being told like you can't do that, so they just go extra. They go hard on it, mm-hmm. and so red is like leader, entrepreneurial. Say what you mean, business, business mind. How do we, how, how do we how do we make the most out of that? And purple again, creative, artistic, spontaneous. So, but usually like the combination of that, I call it like the rock star and the army sergeant vibe merging. (laughs) She just, I mean, she's the momager. Like, obviously she's everything she's done. And I feel like even if they get mad at her, she's like, well, here's my reasons why. And, you know, love it or don't, but I did it because she can give logic behind it and show you why. And it's hard to argue with her if it made you money or leveled you up or got this opportunity, that's where she's coming from. But I feel like everything with her is an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when she shuts a door, it's done with her. 
Like she's, she'll <laughs> let, she'll, she'll open a little peephole if you got something interesting, but it's close. You know, I feel like she's very good at censoring and protecting the family from stuff that won't benefit them, but also letting enough stuff in limitedly that will, even though it can seem a little bit, I guess, to us, especially us as mothers, we're like, ooh, why did you <laughs> yeah, do you feel yeah, like yeah, that? Exactly. <laughs> so it's just the, the red, purple mom. They all seem to um, deal with it in their different ways. Uh, I feel like Chris, I feel like works with, I think it works. I think they still talk to her because she'll own it. I do believe that. Like, and you'll have to tell me because you watch the show. I feel like if they're like, mom, you did this, it upset me or whatever. Like, oh, sorry. Yes, I did. This is mm-hmm. why I did it. Okay. You know, she doesn't deny. I don't think she's denying. Anything. So I think that that helps at least. Uh-huh. It definitely uh, seems that way. Yeah, they just have their own little flow going on over there that I don't know or understand <laughs> of. I don't think any of us do. They've got th- they've got their thing going and it's working. Lord it's knows hard, it's working. It, it's working. It's hard to um it's hard to relate to them on some levels because to be a family like that, you have to put yourself out there in ways that we can't we yeah. could never understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, okay, so one last one. Could you just give us a refresher of our auras real quick? Because I don't even, because when you said we're both blue, purple, I'm like, I don't even remember that or like what that means. (laughs) Just do do just us real quick. Oh, yeah, of course. All right, well, even it's been a few years, so our shades change, like where we're putting our energy changes. So that's, that can kind of update it. That's why I like to look at people's, uh, when I do readings, I'll be like, oh, can I have a picture from a few years ago from a kid, you know, just to see how you morphed or what's going on today. Sure. So I'll start with you, Jess. All right. So you're purple blue, but your blue is very deep. Uh, I'd even met, I, okay. I feel like, <laughs> cause it's kind of, um, I, I have my own word. It's called blue to go. It's like indigo and blue mush together. And <laughs> that just means, especially since I saw you last, I feel like you've just been inward spiritual searching, finding your, like opening the throat chakra, mm-hmm. finding your voice. We literally uh, just had a podcast that's going to be coming in next week. We were talking about the spiritual mm-hmm. diving. So you mm-hmm. nailed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and so all that and really finding, I feel like your own, your own voice and and bouncing off because you're so absorbent of the energy around you, Jess. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's been really important for you to take it into consideration, consider sources, and then also check in with yourself Mm -hmm. and that differentiation between all the energies coming in around you environmentally and the ones inside of you. I mean, that, that feels very powerful. And it feels like you've been doing a lot of work. So good job. Mm-hmm. And that's, I that, feel- that's definitely what's been going on. <laughs> it's really, it's not spiritual journeys are things people don't often see. They happen inside of us. We feel like we're messy. We feel like we're going through all sorts of stuff and people around you might not even know what you're going through. And that's, that's true. And it's, it's all happens on the inside and with you, I just see it in your aura and it looks really beautiful. And you got your purple too. It's sparkly. It's there. You know, you're creative. You got your artistic flair. Um, I feel it's funny because I feel like you went through some sort of, um, I don't know how else it's like adolescent purple phase. What does that mean? I feel like you go through little phases with your purple. Oh, I think they go along with your daughter. Okay. Because I feel like as your daughter, how old's your daughter again? She's six. Okay. I feel like you're purple 
will kind of go a long line with her. So if she's into makeup or something, you're like, oh yeah, let's start mm-hmm. there. Like, or if she's into <laughs> like, I like barrettes. You're like, let's do it. Like, I feel like you're totally, you'll dive into her vibe so that you can relate to her and play with her and get into that. And you're like, oh, I love that. So I just noticed that in your aura, which I think is super sweet. Oh, that you did thank that. you. Aww. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Miss Becca. So nice. All right. So your purple blue too. Your purple's naturally a bit stronger, um, which is your way of protecting yourself. You're very good mm-hmm. at seeing other people, seeing the big picture, seeing intentions. Um, you're both, I always say this, everyone's intuitive. You just have to work on it. Every, every single person is, and some people kind of naturally understand that about themselves more than others. Becca, I feel like you always have understood that about yourself, that you're, you're just naturally intuitive. And I get that. What's interesting in your aura, it's a bit, because the purple is a little um, reflective right now. I get that. And this is this is getting a little personal, so I hope this is okay. No, get okay. personal. <laughs> Dig <Okay>. deep. <laughs> All right. I feel like you've had to do some cutting around you of who's allowed in. Mm. And that's okay. Because when people don't understand you and when people don't see where you're coming from, there's only so much explaining you can do. Mm-hmm. After that, you're just like, I'm sorry that I, I'm done now. You know, yep. like that. Then please go <laughs> a mm-hmm. little bit. Nope, that's cutting up. That's a those those are not close people in my life. That's that's audience shit. Where it's like you know, oh, wow. and that's where it's like you know, with the purple thing, like you're saying, protective. It's like, mm, nope, sorry, you're not gonna fuck with me, and I'm not gonna put up with it, and I'm gonna do and say what I want, and you're gonna have to deal with it or leave, and that's I'm not really gonna hard. apologize. Well, that's so. hard that you went through that. I'm sorry. I feel like um, I feel like people that don't understand you. And you've explained it to them and they still don't understand you. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, then you can go like, mm-hmm. please, you know, because are you here to engage or are you here to hate on me? Mm-hmm. Because that's a different thing. If you're here to hate on me, that's like mm-hmm. an activity you need to go check in yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like So, so that's interesting. And I think that that's your way of maybe even showing people and reflecting back on them, that's interesting that your purple is reflective, like reflecting back on them. Like, what is your need to troll like mm-hmm. that at this point? You already made your point. Why are you still here like that? So people don't like to see themselves in that mm-hmm. in that light. So that can be difficult. Um, I also feel like when that happens, you need to like take time and heal. And I feel like you're trying to do that too. So it's kind of like putting a band, an aura bandaid on. Mm-hmm healing mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. and then you'll be back mm-hmm. in, like full throttle when you feel safe enough to <laughs> and and that's okay but you're honest about it you got a bit of the courtney thing going on like remember i always said courtney had her little shield up for years uh-huh. and then it's not as much as that but like you know that so i love it though that's it's very honest and i like that you articulate it because not everybody can do that yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's so true. And I feel like in my personal life, I'm focusing so much on just like a lot of like compassion and love and focusing on all those things, which is then kind of funny because there's always the public thing where it's like, Becca's a cunt. Who doesn't? Oh, I'm tr- <laughs> trim that. <laughs> I'm going to get censored on YouTube. Oh, well, we can't say that. You know? oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know. Oh, I don't know either. I think you're okay. But it's like, you know, you know, 
Becca's a bitch. She doesn't give a fuck about it. It's like, no, actually, I, I do. And you're not a part of that circle that I'm focusing on right now in my life or on my own personal growth. So, so yeah, I love that. Love that. Yeah, that really so really it's interesting. Like us. everyone's aura kind of reflects like what they're going through right now, or what their journeys or personal transformations are. Yeah. Um, Like Jess and I, we were just having a conversation literally last week when we were recording where we were just kind of like, I've been thinking about how like this is me and this isn't me. And like uh, in getting real about like clarifying like, well, this is who I am. Yeah. Just kind of like it's interesting that then you're saying when you're like looking at the auras that there's been shifts in certain ways because it's definitely been like a a recent conversation like Becca was saying Mm -hmm. where it's kind of like, okay, I think when you're talking about like my deep blue that for a long time that I um, I think my deep blue was judged a lot, uh, not intentionally, but just, you know, whatever community that I was in. And so I felt shame to be the deep blue. So I would try to act. I think I remember in our last episode, you made a comment. You looked at like my Instagram and you said something like, I see like a fake red going on oh, right now. Yeah. And I think it's because maybe my family and the people around me it's like oh no you have to you have to be that you got to be that bitch that doesn't care what people think and i'm like that's like a protective method too right exactly so you're receiving it from people so you're like right and people are always like it doesn't matter what people think and i'm like yeah yeah yeah. i'm gonna be that person Mm. and then i've come to the face the reality it's like no that's not who i am and that's okay like, I, I just have to understand where my boundaries are. But, like, I'm never going to be the girl that's just like, suck it. I don't care what you think. That's just not who I am. Like, no. I can't be that person. You do care. That's, and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. And that's yeah. okay that you care. Yeah. And that's a strength that what you're just saying, I call it, um, it's that there's, like, an awareness to yourself. And that, and, and saying like I feel things so deeply that I can't do this and I can do that right and saying it out loud and deal with it or don't like but this is how you hurt me or this is too much for me right now or my heart is so heavy the energy is so hard for me right now I I can't and then if somebody really has something to say after that it's like wow there's so much wrong with you because I just (laughs) laid it all out for you yeah and there's such power in it yeah 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 oh well this is so much fun thanks for joining us thank you so much for coming on okay please plug away you have an amazing podcast and instagram everyone needs to follow yeah you can find me at mystic michaela and my podcast is know your aura with mystic michaela thank you so much broads i love you guys we love you michaela and broads will chat soon chat soon